All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Real Estate Investing with Alex Deacon. This is the property management series brought to you by uh, Mace Property Management. Make sure you're visiting pittsburghpropertymanagement.com. That's where you get all the information for Mace Property Management, owned partially by the one and only Alex Deacon, the man, the myth, the legend, the deacon, the gentleman sitting across from me. Alex, how are we doing today? Good, sir. I'm doing awesome, buddy. I'm just texting a friend of mine who's his, his birthday today. I'm setting up the show. You can text away. Happy yeah. birthday to whomever we're texting. Uh, <laughs> um, kid I went to high school with. You know how it is. We get together is. once a year, and it is what it should be. Well, we did. You know, we didn't get together for a long time. I mean, you know, all my friends from high school, and then we just started to kind of get together. But it was a school reunion. It was when I was 45. So it was our 20th, right? 20, wait, what would that no, be? Because I'm on my 20th this year and I'm 38. It was our 25th. 25th, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I was, I don't know what I was. Anyway, it was our 25th and it was so fun and you got to meet some of your old buddies and and then, you know, you just go back to, I was 47 or whatever, mm-hmm. 46 at the time and you, it's amazing how you just digress back into a 14-year-old. Oh, immediately. Immediately. You're immediately. like, just, hey, asswipe, what are you doing? It's like, Butt munch. And my, it's like, my, I'm man. 47, I got kids. And, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you digress into this teenage idiot. Yeah, there's like it's a fun certain, as hell. certain phase in your life where I knew it's like, okay, I got to step away from my college buddies because it's like, you know what I mean? Like how oil and water don't mix. Well, it's, it's another bad combination when you get back <laughs> exactly. there. Um, but what we're going to do is this is this is a part of the, the property management series that we've been doing on uh, real estate investing. And, you know, this really ties in with Alex's other, other business like we've talked about with Mace Property Management. And, you know, make sure you guys are still checking out Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors, DHREA.com. Uh, make sure, you know, checking out all the blogs, uh, making sure you're checking out Ian Hoover's podcast as well, The Realtor Nation. Um, but what we, what we really wanted to hammer home with this, uh, you know, this exclusive series that the Deacon is bringing you um, is just different tips and tricks when you are a property manager. So, um, Alex, today I think what a good thing to kind of bridge over into a good topic uh, to bridge over into is something that we we kind of hinted upon, we touched upon in the last couple episodes, but we didn't go full bore into it. I think now's the time. Um, why don't we talk about repairs and in, in contractors? Uh, it's a great topic. And these are like when we do these this series. It's typically spawned from questions I get asked all the time. Mm-hmm. So the uh, one of the questions that comes across my desk, my email, or on the phone is, <coughs> you know, how do we handle our repair calls? You know, I got a good one for you. Yeah, Alex, how do you handle your repair calls? <laughs> well, here's how we handle. So you know, we we represent a lot of different clients, and even if it's my own property. Because I don't manage my own properties, I have a property manager who, you know, I happen to own the company. So it's, but it, I st- I'm still treated like an owner mm-hmm. of the pro- a client. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I'm probably I get the the worst service. <laughs> I own the company, and I do. I just get I get the worst service. Like I don't get a phone call when there's a repair. They just go ahead and do it. Right. And whatever, it's just Alex's money. Let's not, let's not get it approved. But that's just the way it is, right? The, you're never a king in your own castle. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. You're married. You know this. Yes. <clears throat> I heard it put another way one time is uh, you're never a hero in your own backyard. You know, so you know your kids are like, yeah, Dad, you don't know what you're talking about. So same with my employees. You know, I let them walk all over me. But they're, they're good. I'm lucky I have a great staff and everything. So how we handle a repair call for an average client, not me, is if um, the tenant calls in and it, 
we'll break it down in like a non-emergency call to an emergency call to something hybrid in between. Um, and then I guess a fourth category would be rehabbing the property, making it rent ready again. So we'll talk about maybe just an average call that would come in. And I always seem to pick on the garbage disposal for some reason. You love it. <laughs> the garbage disposal. <laughs> hey, my garbage disposal is making a weird noise. Can you have somebody come out and look at it? That's what a tenant calling and that's how our tenants sound when they call in hello i'm calling um my garbage disposal it's you know some people are like it's an emergency you gotta get out of here first of all we right then and there we can tell them if it's an emergency or not okay if it's a garbage disposal 99.9 percent of the time it's not an emergency unless their kids stuck their hand on there or something <laughs> that's a different then kind it's of like call the police and call an ambulance please yeah. do something other than calling your property manager so what we do is um, that call comes in, that call gets dispatched to the property manager who's handling that account. Then that property manager it talks to the tenant, say, what's the problem? Hey, our garbage disposal is broken. Uh, oh, is it leaking? No, it's not leaking. It's just, it doesn't work. It's completely, it's, it's clogging up the drain now because it's got stuff in it and everything. So, okay, well, we'll send someone out. Uh, someone will be calling you in the next 24 hours. We'll send someone out and take a look at it. We send someone out there. Typically, are we going to call the owner for a garbage disposal? I don't know if it's it, it's kind of pointless because if it's the disposal and it's bad, it needs replaced. A disposal is like a hundred bucks just to buy it. It's probably another hundred dollars to dispatch somebody, send them out there. They diagnose it. It can't be fixed. They have to go to Home Depot, get a garbage disposal, install it. Okay. We're probably just going to go ahead and handle that. If it was a repair that's, let's say it's a refrigerator, okay? okay? Then we would, at that point, we send someone out. They say, you know what, this can't be fixed. Or it's just not economically, doesn't make sense to fix it. You know, it's just a refrigerator and it's 15 years old. Let's you fix it. It's, it's kind of silly. So then we can call the owner and say, hey, what do you want? Do you want a used fridge or a new fridge, right? A used fridge might be $350.00. A new one might be $700. I typically never buy used appliances. I, they just, in the long run, it's it's probably not worth it. You're just stepping over nickels to pick up a, a dime. It, sometimes it doesn't make sense to do that. But in that case, we call the owner to get their approval because we need to know what they want to do. Right. Maybe they have an uncle that has 10 refrigerators in his, his garage and the uncle will deliver the refrigerator and save that owner money. What We don't care how the refrigerator gets there. We just have to be the conduit between taking care of the tenant and trying to save our owner's money, making the right man. decision. So it's sometimes it's a balancing act. Um, and most, so we have some owners that like they're they don't even want called. They say, look, if it's a refrigerator, if it's under eight hundred dollars, if it's under a thousand dollar repair, period, don't call me. I don't want to be bothered. And some people want called for every little repair. So it just it it depends um, on the owner sometimes if we get a hold of the owner to approve the repair or not. Okay. Once they start to trust you and they realize that you're looking out for their best interest, and a lot of times they don't want called. But I mean to be honest with you, it's it's your property. You should know what's going on. Um, we might get a call, for instance, on hey my sewer line's backed up. So I had this happen on one of my own properties. My sewer line's backed up. Thank God it was backing up in the garage. So it wasn't backing up in the living space or nothing. So I sent someone out there to snake it. We snaked it. It still did, it fixed it for a little bit. Happened again. 
snaked it, happened again. Um, this is over like three, four months. The, so the tenant's getting pissed off, but I can understand. So then we send someone out there to camera the sewer line, and they found that the roots are intrusive and it's pretty bad, and it's going to need repair. So I called my sewer line insurance company, because I have a sewer line insurance policy, and it, it was absolutely horrible to work with. It took them like a month to finally decide, yeah, we're going to pay for something. Meantime, my tenant had literally shit backing up in his garage and was not happy. This is a, you know, 2,200 square foot, $300,000 home, a $250,000 home. Wow. He wasn't happy. And I understand that. But I didn't want to pay for a $10,000 sewer line if I didn't have to. But this insurance company is dragging their feet. So that's a whole other story is should I buy a home warranty and all that crap on on rental property, maybe. Mm-hmm. But that's another discussion. So, to get back to this question, or this scenario, so we I got the sewer line fixed, and of course, <clears throat> my luck, the sewer line went on my property, which is fine, and then it went on to the neighbor's property, and the part that was bad was on the neighbor's property. So, wouldn't you know it, the warranty doesn't cover anything that's not on our property. So I'm oh. like, oh, that's really nice. Okay. So I had to end up paying, I think it paid for about $2,000 of it. But once they repaired the part of my property, then they could get the camera further down the sewer line. And they found out that the sewer was backed up even further, but that was not on my property. So therefore, the I had to pay for that out of my pocket. Right. I had to get approval from the owner next door to go on their property and... You know all that. Wow. So, so now, did did the guy next door just for for you know I guess my own personal thing? Did they have to pay anything? Did their insurance? No. Cover, so oh no, they ever- don't have to pay anything. It's my wow. sewer line. It just happened to. You don't know where they go. I mean, some we've I've I've even heard stories where sewer lines literally, especially in old neighborhoods mainly, they'll go right underneath someone's house. Yeah. Jeez. Like in new subdivisions and stuff like that, they don't allow that kind of stuff. Correct. Right. But back in the day, they would just wherever. Wherever you could fit them, yeah. So on a repair like that, see, that gets really complicated. We would absolutely get the owner involved. Okay. You know? And if the owner had an insurance policy, then the owner would probably have to be on the phone with that sewer line insurance company. Okay. So it could get complicated, but that's how we handle repairs. Essentially, the repair call comes in. If it's a non-emergency, we're sending someone out. If it's a small repair, we're handling it. If it's medium to large, then we're calling the owner, and the owner's approving the, the repair. Then once the repair gets done, it's handled, and everybody lives happily ever after. If it's a major repair like the sewer line, mm-hmm. and let's say we're only managing one or two properties for you, and you only bring in $1,500 a month in rent, but the repair is $10,000, we're going to ask you like immediately to get us a checkout. Because mm-hmm. we don't mind fronting small repairs like... For example, if your rent's fifteen hundred dollars and the repair's two thousand, we can typically do the repair because okay. I have enough funds available of a cushion that I can I can float ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Right. But if I have four sewer lines in one month and they're fifty thousand dollars, I can't front that kind of money. So we just make it a company policy, and most companies are the same. If it's a big repair, we need you to send a check so we can get it done immediately. Now, have you, have you ever had a repair where you actually had to take tenants out of the location for a brief period of time? Just we had to... sewer lines, furnaces, weird ones like that. It's mainly like a sewer line, okay. right? And we've had that happen before. But again, my own building, 
It's a nine unit. Sewer line backed up. It was like freaking uh, the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, I think I, I don't know. Yeah, or it was Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving. Anyway, it was just not something I could get to right away. They needed to, you know, get the Allegheny County Plumbing Inspector out there to inspect it and yada, yada, yada. So you just can't go and do it and be done with it. You have to get permit and then inspect it. So it was like four or five days I had to put people up in a hotel. Oh, some of them. Some of them are like, "Hey, no worries. I'm just going, I'm going out of town anyway. Right. I'm going. I'll just go with my mother's for a few days." But some tenants are freaking, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I want a hotel. Okay, well, go to a hotel. I mean, you know, right. go to Motel Six or whatever. That's yeah. and, and you know they get angry with you, and I'm like, dude, I'm doing this as fast as I can. Right. You know, this right. would if this happened to me at my own home. It get done uh, it's fast. no different. Yeah, you know, yeah. It might not even get done this yeah, I don't fast. Live in a, I don't live in a big white house on top of the hill, where, and things get done faster in my, in my, on my little planet. That just doesn't happen. So anyway, yeah, that does happen occasionally, where you have to put tenants up, and you know that's not covered under insurance. Right. You know, I can't call my insurance company and say, "Hey, I, they, they don't care. It's not an insurance claim." Glad you brought that up. Yeah. Too. So in the last kind of repair would be like an emergency repair because a common question is well how do you handle you know how do you handle emergencies do you have a 24-hour service that type of thing we do we have an emergency pager line the tenants call that emergency pager and we have four people that have four people's phone rings when that happens my wife myself and three of our staff members so five five people get that phone ringing um we have a system down where only one person's responsible, but the reason five phones ring is because I want to make sure that that person's sleeping or sick or at the movies or just forgets, and that someone's handling mm-hmm. it. You know, because if it rings again ten minutes from now, I'm like, okay, nobody handled this. No. Someone's handling. Yeah. So if it's a true emergency, then we're we're just dispatching whoever we need to. Right. If it's the National Guard or if it's a, the fire <laughs> department, if it's a plumber, and it's typically emergencies are typically unless it's a fire or something just crazy, unsafe, and horrific. You know, they just call the authorities or whatever. But if it's typically plumbing, plumbing okay. and heating, you know, and heating's probably a big one. And plumbing is usually like, hey, if it's leaking, we're going to try to walk you. Like, our ceiling's leaking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you live in a single-family home or duplex? We live in a duplex. Okay, can you do me a favor? Call the tenant upstairs. <clears throat> or we will. Just go knock on the door and say, hey, something's leaking up there. Can you check? And there's shut-off valves under sinks and this and that. We try to walk them through it because say, well, go ahead and shut the water off. We'll get some out in the morning. If they say, oh, the tenant's not home, okay, then do me a favor, can you go into the basement and shut the water off at the meter? Well, I don't know what a meter is. I mean, sometimes you'll get those. And then you have to walk them literally down to the basement, and there's a thing, and follow the water line, shut the water off, and we'll get some out in the morning. And some tenants don't even want to hear that. Oh, well, I don't pay rent, so I have to shut the water off. I'm like, <clears throat> okay, well, then your stuff's going to get destroyed, and I hope you have renter's insurance, because if you don't, it's clearly in our yeah. lease that if you don't, it's too bad. Yep. Okay. So it's for your own edification. It's for your own benefit right. to shut the damn water off or help us. If they try and it maybe the valve is stuck, then we're sending some out there 
as quickly as we can. You get, we pick up the phone and call our plumber. If he can go at 3 in the morning, he will. He'll shut the water off. He'll fix the, the valve. He'll fix the leak, and everybody's happy. But on those cases, we don't get approvals from owners because we don't, we don't have time to wait. Now, what in, in situations like, say, uh, and this is random, we'll do, we'll do like quick, like quick wordplay, see like what categories this falls into. Like, we, we've had a lot of storms recently, thunderstorms. I mean, we, we kind of laughed, not laughed in a comical way, but like we've had landslides lately, you know? Obviously, that would be an emergency type situation. Um, Literally, if somebody says, my house is falling off the hill. <laughs> you need to get out. <laughs> we're going to tell them, um, yeah, please ex- exit the house exit as quickly as left. possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, your, what, what could I possibly say? Right. Now, something like this. Say like we've had fires. We've had, we've had like, you know, deaths. You know, people die, overdose, or they just have well, a heart attack. Like thunderstorms, a tree falls onto a house, but might only like shatter a, a window and, and puncture the, the, the roof. You know what I mean? Is that, yeah. how would you do? <clears throat> I guess every situation is So immediately, that's, that's a good one. So if we had some, a roof fall on somebody's property, okay. And it's raining out and it's thunderstorming and now all of a sudden they have water leaking into their house. Probably what we would do is contact our repair department. Uh, They would contact maybe a restoration company like immediately and hopefully they can get out there to secure the house and make sure the water is not able to penetrate. Okay. Okay. And then in the same breath, as soon as you're done doing that, you're contacting probably... And something like that, you might want to contact the owner immediately and say, "Get on the phone to your insurance agent." Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I figured I'd pick pick out something. Yeah, we've extreme never had that, one like know. that where it couldn't wait. I mean, we've had fires and things like that, but you know, on a fire, I usually get to call after the fact. Hey, your your house is. I've had a couple fires in places I own. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's it's a scary. The first one, I was like just scared out of my mind. I'm like, oh my god, what what could have possibly happened? And then. The second one, I was like, "Oh, another one of these." It's just, it's, you just get used to it, you yeah. know. Yeah, the first one's always the toughest with everything. Um, all right, so um, what else do you want to cover when it comes to when it comes to repairs? I mean, I th- I think we pretty much covered. So we got we handled- like questions that, that an average Joe is going to want to know about how we handle repairs, so they understand when we're managing their property that this is typically how. It's handled. It goes to our office, then our office dispatches it to a property manager, then the property manager finds out what the issue is, sends it to our repair department. Our repair department sends someone out to look at it. If it's small, it's handled. If it's medium or large, then they're getting a phone call to the owner before we approve the, the repair because it's not our money, it's the owner's money. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure they approve it. And that's it. And in a way, with something like this, it's knowing your relationship with the property owner. If you're the property manager, it's knowing your relationship with the property owner, knowing what your leeway is. Because I'm sure over time, you know, and using your own instincts. You, you use your own personal judgment. Well, here's another thing, too. That I guess uh, this would be another question. Who, who do you guys hire for repairs? Mm-hmm. We have a repair department. We dispatch a bunch of different vendors that we use. And... If you're not happy with their prices, then you can use your own folks. I don't care who we call. If you have a, an electrician or if you have a plumber or a heating guy that you like, mm-hmm. as long as that company is insured, reliable, and they do a good job and they're professional and, night, and, and good with the tenants, I don't care who we use. Mm-hmm. We can make a profit on our repairs because we use a certain core of people mm-hmm. and we get a discount and 
we make money and generate income by doing that. Right. But we, if if my owners do not want to use our repair people or they don't like the prices, I don't force anybody to use our folks. So they can use whoever they want. They, we, they just have to be reliable and we can't pay them under the table. They have to be able to fill out a W-9 so we can send them a 1099 at the end of the year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nice tip. Nice tip. That's it. Well, good friend. <clears throat> host, yes, sir. Host with the most. Hostess with the mostest. You know. Um, ladies and <clears throat> gentlemen, uh, we hope you enjoyed this installment of the property management series of Alex Deacon, uh, Alex Deacon's real estate investing or real estate investing with Alex Deacon. Fumbled the, the own title there, Alex. I apologize. Good you sir. fumbled all right. I fumble all the time. Kind of like Tom Brady in the top rule. Yeah. So, with that being said, um, listen, guys, make sure you're checking out all of Alex's great work on, uh, go to alexdeacon.com, go to dhrea.com. Make sure you are visiting uh, pittsburghpropertymanagement.com. That is where you're going to find Mace Property Management. Uh, you'll find a lot of great information there. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, all the social media outlets. Look for all of Alex Deacon's podcasts. Search Alex Deacon or Deacon Hoover Real Estate uh, on Apple Music, on Google Play, any of your favorite podcasting sites. Please check it out there. We're also on YouTube. For Alex, for all the great people here at Deacon Hoover Real Estate, we thank you and we will see you next time.